and he's ready to go. Noodle on his left, chess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Good morning, Bakers. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Waken Jake. Myself, Jake. Big Baby David, producing his buns off. Massive sports weekend. Boxing, not going to talk about that. Go check out Dan Canobio. Uh, the big horse race. We love a good horse race. The three we care about each year. Um, we'll end up there. NBA playoffs. We are going to start with the baseball. It's about the one-month point. You know, we, we see the calendar turn May 1, and you're like, oh, your baseball brain is like, that was the one-month part. Especially the last couple of years, we started even earlier. Even in, yeah, even, you know, a couple, couple March games. Uh, so I thought that was interesting because we are naturally wired that... A month's a month. A month is a month. Baseball starts around April 1st. May 1 is your check-in. Uh, so I think we'll do some standings, maybe a little bit of player stuff. Um, but yeah, I thought it was funny that this is the actual one-month part of the season where it was actually a lot of people were already doing that and you're really three weeks in or so. So we'll check in around the league. Jorge Fierro with an F1 in the chat. Won't be talking about that. Only because... A lot of people I follow on Instagram are there, though. Dude... I always forget that it's like a thing I'm for a lot of people. I'm super happy for Formula One, and it finally found its home in the U.S. Um, and, yeah, they just had a big race in Miami, and it was a whole thing. Like, if you were a celebrity, you went to it. Um, like My Friday. guy Dwayne was down there. Of course. My Friday night, you know, opened up pretty suddenly. Yeah. I, uh, rain out. Rain outs. So I was, like, looking, kind of looking for something to do. I ended up going, going home, hanging out with the, with the home friends. Saw Grammy for an extra 24 hours, basically. Like that. Um, and then, uh, like, one of the people I thought about reaching out to, to like, see, like, hey, we should have a free Friday night, was there. Right. And I was like, oh, you're not here. Mm. That, was a, that was a big moment for me. Saw some grams to gram. Follow BBD. Um, let's do some baseball, high and tight. We have talking baseball coming up after this. Um. We will see you guys there. And it's brought to you by Candy. It tastes just like candy. So dance with me. You probably know uh, they're the official NFT partner of Major League Baseball. Me and BBD, Joe's and Paxton, went to the Yankees game yesterday. Candy was marketing on the Yankees outfield wall. Uh, they take the obsession and thrill of card collecting and make it digital with totally cool Digital collector's items. Blind packs are the equivalent of crack and wax, for those of you that have done that. There's core, uncommon, rare, epic, and legendary. We're working on getting the Jake epic card. Every team and player will be involved. Again, this is the official NFT partner of Major League Baseball. So if you're in that world, or you're looking to get in that world, 
Candy is who you want to check out. Packs drop in May, the 3rd, the 10th, the 24th, and the 31st. Um, and you can purchase with a credit card if you have one of those. Or I'm sure they take other forms of money. Um, but go to MLB.Candy.com. Set up an account at Candy.com MLB or by clicking the link in the description. Start your collection today. Thanks, Candy. What's the sweetest candy around the league, Jake? Let's talk about it. Uh, Mets take two out of three from the Phillies. Uh, hate to use it this early in the season, but and that's obvious. Um, Mets continue to play a winning brand of baseball. They still haven't lost a set a month in. That's pretty good. That's good where you want to be. The Phillies, man. I mean, it, it just feels like it only comes together one day. I think I said this on here last week, but, you know, when their pitching and hitting is both there... Like, they're a nasty baseball team. There's a lot of days in baseball where you don't have both, and that's when defense and base running and other stuff kicks in. And right now the Phillies, they haven't had that. Um, and let's be honest, if we're doing one-month check-ins, uh, the Phillies would be a disappointment at 12-16. and 16, Fourth in the division. Uh, it just hasn't fully clicked yet. Um, and hey... That's where, uh, if you're the Phillies, go 16-12 and 12 the next month. You're at 500, and then keep winning baseball games. That's kind of what you got to do. And I think that's the other part of this exercise I want to check in on is, like, there's going to be a good team that's bad probably in a month and a half, and there's going to be a bad team that's good in a month and a half. So we'll, we'll see if we get any signs or hints of that along the way. Uh, Braves, they win two out of three. Again, you'd put them under the disappointment category. They're 14-16. and 16. They are second in the East at 14 and 16. Um, their train, I keep saying it, just feels like it never got out of the station. They were waiting for Ronald Cooney Jr. to come back. They were getting good performances from some guys. They were also getting zeros from other guys. Um, let's be honest. I think in the American League and the National League, the two really good teams you'd circle that you'd be like, hey, if, if you could actually, quote-unquote, buy low... The White Sox, they came right back above 500 in their last series. They're 14 and 13 now. Braves are 14 and 16. They're a series away. Um, I guess the other team you'd circle is kind of the Mariners, who are 13 and 16. Um, interested to see how that plays out. That division got a lot better. Um, we'll jump over there in a minute. Uh, Braves hosted the Brewers and took two out of three. Good for them, especially after dropping the first game. They beat Burns uh, and Ashby. Like that for them. Cards and Giants split. Both those teams are off to really good starts this year. Um, went Cardinals, Cardinals, Giants, Giants. I guess that's fun. In San Francisco, Cardinals at one point are like, hey, we're going to win three out of four. Maybe we'll sweep four out of four. Giants punch back. Um, good for them. I mean, two really well-run franchises. And Go look at recent history. Buster Posey. I think he had his whole weekend retirement number. Uh-huh. Brian Wilson was there looking like a, like a surfing man. Uh, it's worth the Google. It's worth the Google. Um, here's something of note. And the first one is an easy conversation. The second part is not. The Los Angeles Dodgers sweep the Cubs. Uh, the pinnacle of that ends on Sunday Night Baseball. Walker Bueller, um, one earned run, and that's obvious. He's... He's like the Jimmy Johns. It's just fr- freaky good. Like, he 
every time. It just seems like he never has a dud. Um, and the Dodgers part of this is easy. They, uh, they are off to a fantastic start. They are on top uh, of the National League West now, 19-7. and seven. Um, And the quote from Mookie and all the hitters is that like they haven't even they haven't even clicked yet. The Dodgers trudged through eight their first month of the season at nineteen and seven. Um, and yeah, man, I I mean, let's see if I go to FanGraphs, uh, Mookie's off to a good start. Freddie, I mean, Trey's okay, but under what he normally is. Smith, Muncie, Justin Turner are kind of under what they do. Chris Taylor, Gavin Lux. Uh, the offense hasn't even really put it together, but they're pitching. Starting pitching is first in ERA and whip, and their relief pitchers are second in ERA and whip. Um, that's a really good formula. They go to Pittsburgh, and then they have a homestand against Philly and Arizona. Uh, if Pittsburgh gets their bats going a little bit, there's a reason the Dodgers are like perennial favorites at this point. So much talent. On the other side, the Cubbies, who had a kind of an exciting offseason. Stroman and Seiya Suzuki, two of the sexy free agents in a way. Like you knew you didn't have to pay top dollar for Stroman, but you could get a couple you get a couple good years out of them. It's a re, it's a real situation, you know. I mean, Seiya was one of the Bigger wild cards. Nobody really knew, and he's looked great. He's got a 140 OPS plus. Um, the pop is real. The Chicago Cubs roster, and we talked about it preseason. I, I mentioned I texted Happer about it. It's just an interesting construction of guys. I mean, Wilson Contreras has been there seemingly forever and has been a trade rumor forever. Schwindel and Wisdom, they both had flashes in the pan last year that it was kind of like, what do you do with that? Because they were both so good. Ian Happ were biased, but that's a pretty good baseball reference. Check that out. Jason Hayward is playing center field at this point, and it feels like he's been around for 12 years because he kind of has. Madrigal and Horner up the middle. If you're a baseball prospect guy, you're familiar with these dudes. Um Ortega came into the year. Uh, they signed Jan Gomes. Remember that? That's when Wilson Contreras was going to get traded because they signed Jan Gomes. And then they signed Stroman, who he's now he, he's on the 10-day IL. Um, I think COVID stuff. COVID. So could be back soon. So, I mean, let's. this offense is kind of a bottom, bottom third offense and a bottom third pitching staff, which, hey, that's a really... That's a bad formula. I saw some of the people from Cubs Twitter. They are running hot. Um, I think this year was kind of the Cubs were hoping for a show-me year. Hopefully a couple of those guys I mentioned, Wisdoms, Rafael Ortega's, took off and they were the truth. And if you're sitting around 500 at the deadline, you are the Chicago Cubs and you can make impactful moves to the future of your team. Um. It's not looking good. Uh, the product looks bad from everything I've seen. And Cubs fans are at a... Cubs fans are already at like a 9 out of 10. After last year went the way it did. Like looking at the, the baseball reference team page, the offense, at least on the whole for a month into the season, it doesn't look that bad. It feels like guys are either fully clicking or fully not. 
and I guess it is yeah. three guys that are in that in that like listed lineup, or that are fully just not going. And I, I guess that is a hole. Yeah, I mean, Michelle just said it. Schwindel was optioned down, and I like looking at guys as like corn fl- corn flips, coin flips, coin flips better than corn flips in corn my flicks. experience. Uh, the Cubs had a lot of coin flips that if the coin kept flipping and hitting heads, it was it could have been pretty nice. Right now, there's a lot of tails, and it's not looking so nice. Um, tough for Cubbies, Cubbies Nation right now. And, hey, that's where, again, this one-month part, a lot of teams have had one bad month in baseball history. You can change the ship, but, man, 9-18 and 18 is actually a real bad month. Yeah. As, like when you were listening, when you were listing some other teams, like like yeah, Braves are disappointed in their start. Mariners would have liked a little more. They're not buried by any means. They're very much they're a, a sweep picture. away from being back to okay. Yeah, they get, the they played two weeks of good ball and they're potentially in first place. Cubs again. are Cubs are three sweeps away. Um, C- Cubs have lost twice as many games as they've won. That's bad. That's bad. Uh, the Padres. I'm I'm happy. I, I drank a little bit of Padre Kool Aid. I, I really love their starting pitching staff. This is the year that they had been building up for. No Tatis. Let, let's be honest. There are question marks. If the Padres were ten and nineteen, I wouldn't be completely shocked. They are nineteen and ten. Um, they are a game and a half back of the Dodgers. They are two and a half games up. Did I do that math right? Yes, on the Giants. Rockies are still battling. Um. Good for the Padres. If they get Tatis back and they are still in the thick of it, they are going to be a conversation of this baseball season. Uh, we talk about Hosmer a lot on Talking Baseball. He got off to a big start. Their pitching is just really good. Um, I'm pretty locked on locked on that. The same thing, uh, I think Bassett or Scherzer had a quote for the Mets saying, like, every, every day we, we have a starting pitcher that goes out there and gives us a really good chance to win. I think the Padres have the same effect. Um, they take three out of four from the fish who, and Hey, this is where the young season is still silly. We've been complimenting the fish a lot. We are back. Hey, sorry about that guys. Computer just fully reset on us. It's always nice as we were talking some baseball with you guys. Um, we left off talking about the Padres, uh, Jorge Alfaro. If you haven't seen that yet. A uh, three-run homer against a team that DFA'd him. He wasn't starting, I believe, and his mom sent him a text like, you're going to homer today? And he was like, ah, mom, that's really hard. That's really hard. I don't think that's going to happen. He did. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, Marlins with some IL, I think COVID stuff, tough there. Uh, Padres are a part of this season, and I think that's good news. I think that's really good news. For the rest of the year. I think they're going to be a fun conversation. That whole NL West, man. Um, tough. Tough. Every team over 500. Even my snakes. We play for rings in the desert for a reason. Um, let me pop open. See if we can get in there. Wake and Jake live. Okay, I'm back there. Sorry, sorry folks that had to, had to hop with us. Let's get back into it. The Reds took two out of three. This was the whole poop gate. There's a Reds fan that was going to poop in the red truck. Um, I don't think that ended up happening. Uh, but apparently that threat got through to the players. Um, let me retweet this. 
We're back. So, sorry, technology. Won't keep me down. Baseball. It's a bad tweet. It's a bad tweet, but I'm putting it back into the ether. Happens. Um, I guess good for the Reds winning a series. Uh, again, talk about your bad starts. They won two games this weekend. They came into the series with three wins. Uh, if you're the Pirates, that's got to be a little... Pirates were having a little bit of fun. They were kind of floating around 500. Uh, you wonder if that takes the wind out of their sails. A little pirate lingo there. Um, happy Mother's Day to Cole Tucker. Luis Castillo will be ac- activated and make his season debut tonight. How about that? Ooh. That's, a, that's a good baseball player. Probably missed him. Speaking of good baseball, D-backs take two out of three. Uh, against Kelsey Wingert's Rocks. 4-1 D-backs, 4-1 Rockies, 4-0 D-backs. Um, I'm not going to be mad. I won't be mad. We did another Jake Snake Saturday. D-backs were up 1-0 heading into the ninth. Melanson. Mm. Two outs. Right tough. there. That was tough. That was tough. I would have been uh, puffing my chest real hard uh, instead. I am the weakest link. So that stinks. Uh, Snakes are fighting, man. They're playing a really good brand of baseball. Um, They won a lot of ball games. They called up their top prospect, Alec Thomas. Uh, We like that. Get a nice little year from our Snakes. Um, By the way, you might want to tune in to Talking Baseball. Uh, The Snakes might be getting some deserved kind words. Um, And that's all I'll tease you with there. To ever Alex spelled that way. Alec. Yeah. Both active in in baseball too. Who's the other one? Manoa. Alec Manoa. I was gonna say, I was like, I I know this. Okay. How about that? White Sox sweep the Red Sox. Hello. The Red Sox continue to just be awful. They're ten and nineteen. Yeesh. That is You know, that's kind of what we talked about with the Cubs. Uh, And this team had higher expectation than the Chicago Cubs. This team went to the ALCS, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They signed Trevor Story. Uh, They've been without Chris Sale. Sounds like he had a setback. A couple of their postseason heroes have not been performing. Pavetta. Um, The offense is just anemic. Uh, It's the conversation of all... Red Sox fans, and it's just weird. I mean, they are they are currently 28th in on-base percentage, 26th in OPS, 28th in homers, 29th in steals. The offense is rancid, for lack of a better word. Um, man, I don't know. You know, we're Yankee fans, so if we're hard on the Red Sox, some people just don't know how to handle it. Red Sox fans are being hard on themselves. Meanwhile, White Sox, is this what steadies the ship for them? Uh, they are back to 14 and 13. They're above 500. Uh, talk about a way to end like a month. I know, obviously, the calendar month, nothing happened there, but this was the month into a baseball season. Like, basically, the White Sox can sit there and say they were a game over 500 for the first month of the season. You know, we always laugh. There was a Yankee season, I think, was it 2018 or 19? 
that they were 500 every month, but they had two good months. I think it was, it might have even been 17, which we think of as like the as their like awesome ever. season. I think you're right. Yeah. The Yankees, we always reference it on Talking Yanks. The Yankees, they were 500 for four of the six months of baseball, but two months, they were good. And they were like a 100 win team, 90, 98, 99. I'll have the number in a moment. They they only won 91 games that year. That's usually like, right. That's usually about that's a playoff number, especially in the new format, but. But so, even under that one, that was that was the home wild card game, right? So I mean, the White Sox who were on a on a dead path the first month, they kind of save it with this, um, and I, I still think they were the most talented roster in the AL. I I think they're going to start to go, uh, especially as they get some more AL Central matchups. If we're being honest, but that Red Sox sweep in Boston, that's not something. When you look at the calendar to start the year. That's not something you mark down as a sweep. You're hoping to win the series. And even if you lose, you're kind of like, well, one out of three, it was Fenway, like, let's move on. No. Um, They're back on path. The Boston Red Sox. Getting late early. Getting late early. Yeah, that that 2017 Yankees team, I went to the trouble of pulling it up, so. They started off 15-8, and eight, good month. Good then month. three games over, two games under, two games over, one game under, and then a 20-8 and eight September. I think last game of the season was was October 1. So, so yeah, 20 for, and nine. for those middle four months, I think. They were like a game over a 500. A game over 500. That's crazy. That's crazy. Because um, you, look, you look at last year's Braves team, which you, you think about. Right. This year's Braves team, they're three games under 500 right now or whatever. It's like. Good stretch in your home, but Boston, wake up. Um, a good start to a bad one. Guardians take three out of four from the Blue Jays. Uh, Toronto gets punched in the mouth uh, for one of the first times this season. Um, at Cleveland, uh, good for them. I think we just talked about them as a barometer and how uh, they'd been beating bad teams and losing to good teams. Good. For them, um, they're at 500. Yeah. That's kind of Guardians baseball. And we got excited about a lot of their young hitters. We still love their young pitchers. But, yeah, I mean, 500 is kind of what you'd expect. Royals. Royals fans are probably disappointed. Um, A lot of youth and hoping things click. 9 and 16, that's tough. Detroit Tigers. They're the ones really That's That's a sneaky... Yo, this is supposed to be go time. They signed Erod. They signed Javi Baez. Traded for Austin Meadows right before the start of the season. They're eight and nineteen. That's one of the worst teams in the league. All the young, talented pitching that's supposed to be fully in the big leagues right now. They just got four games swept by the Astros. Um. So again, it's early enough in the season that a four-game sweep really makes stuff look bad. But it's been a bad start. Astros are good. Um, by the way, check out how they look in the standings. I guess we'll get there in a minute. Um, Detroit, one of the biggest disappointments. I shouldn't say one of the biggest disappointments. Disappointing for Tigers fans. One of the most firmly disappointing starts. Kind of like the only thing you couldn't do. Was be like a dud. Like if you if you landed where. Even if they were like 12 and 16, you'd be like, all right. 
you know. That's fine. Not a good month. Flip it and you're at 500. You can't say that. Um, you can't say that until it happens for yeah, them. So like, that's, like Rangers are in that that spot. Yes. Um, by the way, they're playing our Yankees. Game three. Uh, they've split so far. Game three will be kind of while we're recording talking baseball. Hopefully we'll get some some camera angles on that for ourselves. Um, backyard Brad clips my king. I mean, whoa. About an emotional, emotional roller coaster there. Garrett Cole with a really good outing in game one. Glaber Torres, another walk-off after our best of talking Yanks was talking about Glaber being clutch. Whoops. Sorry about you. Yankees, and, you know, I, I put in the original tweet, and, and, you know, I saw a couple people replying to it. Uh, and, like, the Yankees were expected to be good. Yes, they were. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't think they were expected to be, like, best team in the American League good. And people were on the White Sox, people, Houston, Toronto. Um, month in, the Yankees have been the best team in the American League. Um They've felt really good. It is so funny with baseball. It's mutually agreed in the office. If the Yankees win today, it's handshakes, stay the course, and we're good. If the Yankees lose today, again, one baseball game, which any team can win or lose. Uh, they're not panic, but there's going to be a lot of discussions about individuals and yeah. who's performing and not. Um, yet, just, if they win today, you can push that to the side just a little bit. The ball just bounces right on something, and ball hit the bag spot. at a game we were at. That was cool. Huh. Love that Rizzo made a nice play on it. Uh, I think the other thing that really opened my eyes, and I I mentioned it last episode of Talking Baseball, the Rays are back. The Rays raised the Mariners. The Rays took game one, four to three. McClanahan versus Robbie Ray. The young lefty versus the veteran lefty. Sure. Friday night, it was the Apple TV game. Mariners crowd was going nuts. They come back in the eighth inning. Kelnick hits the home run. The place is going bonkers with the Apple cameras. It's, it's like as cool as it gets. Guess what? Rays came back and won in the ninth to take the first two games of the series, make it three, uh, eight to two Rays and a blowout win. Uh, and then the Rays were up, and kudos to the Mariners because we would have been hitting them with shovels. They win the last game, but it's two to one. Uh, and the, the Mariners called up one of their top prospects, George Kirby. He shoved six shutout innings, and they were about to still lose that game. Because the Rays are raising right now. Um, Ty France with the walk-off. Good for them. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'd love to get more of the pulse and Mariners land. Um, they are, what's their record? 13 and 16. Again, you're not dead. You sweep a series, you're at 500. Uh, obviously below where they wanted to be. And I think more importantly, kind of the biggest question mark in the division was the Angels. And they're off to the second best start in the AL. 1911. Jake's Halos. Um, the high-end talent is starting to go. Um, if you didn't see the video of their walk-off the other day, pretty cool. Um, I think our, I think 
John Boy Media or Talking Baseball posted the highlight, but Otani is the game-winning run. He scores from second on a kind of a bang-bang single. He can fly. We kind of forget that whenever we talk about Otani. Um, and he scores. He slides into home. He pops up, and he gives a big old over-the-top fist pump. Pretty cool. We love seeing when players care. Um, and, yeah, man, that, uh, that lineup's just a little mean right now. Um, Mike Trout, OPS Plus of 212. To his little brother, Taylor Ward, 246 OPS Plus. Um, Shohei hasn't fully clicked on offense. Um, Rendon is starting to go. Uh, Brandon Marsh saw a little start. There's a lot of talent on the offensive side of the baseball, and Sandoval pitcher Otani has been doing well. Syndergaard has been doing well. And they've got a little bullpen there, man. Don't sleep on that bullpen. Uh, so, Halos, one of the storylines, I think, uh, of the first month of the season. Again, that's one of those things, putting it into perspective, if they go 500 the rest of the way, we're math guys, BBD. 19, 19 plus 11 is 20, is 30. Mm-hmm. 162 games in a season. So 132 divided by 2 is... Seven, 60, 66. 66. So if they went 500 the rest of the way, 66 plus 19 is 85. So that's kind of what we're saying. The Angels may be their perfect example. If they go 500 the rest of the way, they're an 85 win team. 85, 86, whatever. If they go 500 and they have one more good month, you're a 90-win baseball team. Like, never mind if they, if they play above that. But, man, they are positioned really well as long as the wheels don't fall off. Like, you're in it the rest of the way, at least, as a 500 team. And if, you, if they have another, if they have a good, what's the next month? May? I guess it's May now. And it's part of this exercise. If they have another good month of baseball, if they put up a 17 and 13, basically you go 500 the rest of the way, you're a, you're a 90 win baseball team. It's a really good team. 90 wins as we consider it. So that is important. While the Mariners, a lot of their young guys did not click to start the year, at least on offense. If they find it there, I, I actually wouldn't be too, too worried about them. But at some point, you have to find it. And you're young ballplayers, and that's tricky. Um, Rays are raising. I think that's important. Uh, I mentioned the Astros before. Four-game sweep. Go check out the standings. They are 18-11. and 11, Half game back of the Angels. Uh, Jeremy Pena, some of his stats. Your Correa replacement. Fascinating savant page. 90th percentile. You can butter knife it. So him and Saya, they had it on the Sunday night broadcast last night. It's like him, Saya, Trout, and someone else, Buxton, are like 90-plus percentile speed, 90-plus percentile barrels or whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, that's the guy that they're replacing Correa with. Uh, they're 18-11. They're back at it. I think they had like a hellish stretch of games, and they're kind of through it now. So, if they're going to start resting their pen and pitchers and stuff, watch out. 
that team and franchise is just gross. It's just straight up gross. Um, good for Houston. Uh, the Twins. This is another like big story. The Twins sweep the A's. Okay, the A's stink. We get it. John Duran is coming out of the pen for them, and he's gross. He's throwing 103. BBD, I don't know if you remember this or not. I remember this or not. It was just like a random spring training was going on, and I had caught a Twins game, and I was like, dude. This guy's gross. I don't know who this guy is, but he is filthy, filthy. On March 31st, you told me right down that the Twins have John Duran and uh, and that that was going to be important later. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There, there's an eye test that he passed that a lot of pitchers don't pass. And, I mean, when you throw 103, I mean, I, I'm not going to not gonna submit myself to the scouting department uh, of a major league team, but the Minnesota Twins, and think about everything I just said about the Angels and the wheels not falling off. They're 18 and 11. You run back another one of those, and you can be a 500 baseball team. Man, they can very much be part of the story of this season. Um, good for Minnesota. Again, like the Yankee fans are rooting for the former Yankees on that team. Um, and they're just a fun roster. Like, that's a video game team. Uh, if they pitch enough, which they have been, uh, kudos to them. Like, Correa hasn't really gone for them yet. He was, like, fully not going, then fully going. Yeah. So the numbers are kind of in a whatever spot, and he got hurt. But I guess he's – they dodged a bullet there. Twins? Well, let's see how the rest of this season goes because um, there's an argument for them being a good franchise, just no playoff success at all. Um, Trevor Plouffe played there. People forget. Orioles and Royals, uh, I think they had some rainouts. They played two and they split them. Royals disappointed. Oriole fans, probably not. The product is kind of fun. Um, I mean, I don't know what you're expecting. Hey, they're ahead of the Red Sox after the first month of the season. Oriole fans are happy. Again, that, that brand of Oriole baseball, 8-7 and seven at home. Protect Camden at all costs. Uh, nobody cares. Interleague, I talked about my Halos. They took two out of three from the Nats. Um, Nats stink. And yeah, that's kind of your... Um, who did I miss? I definitely jumped around. I, I barely touched the NL. The Mets, uh, we've talked about the Mets a lot. Um, they're kind of overachieving. They had the talent. They had the names. It's all happening for them. Great times over there as the rest of the NL East kind of flounders. Um, Brewers and Cardinals, two well-run organizations. First and second place, that's kind of what everyone expected. We'll see if the Cardinals can actually push the Brew Crew through the year. That would probably be really good for the Brewers come October if they get pushed through the year. And then the NL West, I mean, I don't know what you do. Giants are 16 and 12. That has them tied with the Rockies, who those, the, the Dodgers, Padres, and Giants have to be saying, like, what the hell, Rockies and D backs? Not you guys. So.
so excited to see what my Rockies, who, by the way, they had an underrated last season. We talked about that. Uh, they signed Chris Bryant. Um, stories look bad for Boston. Um, let's see what happens with the Rocks. They, they're starting to have the home and road splits already, 11-5 and five at home, 5-7 and seven on the road. So maybe it depends where and when you're playing the Rockies or if Kelsey Wingert's there. Let's be honest. We need those splits. My Diamondbacks are the best ever. Um, and, yeah, I, I mean, NL West is just circled by everyone at this point as, you know, every team is above 500. Whose sh- who shoe is going to drop when? Are the Giants going to continue to be gross or do they have a, uh-oh, Padres? They've got some collapsibility. You just basically know the Dodgers can't. Um, so it's how much will everyone else fight. And that's kind of your weird uh, your weird month-in update. Uh, we got Talking Baseball coming up after this. I didn't personally research, and maybe this can be Wednesday's episode. Maybe we'll bring in a friend. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to know you know, a month in and maybe compare it to last year for people that had a tough first. I guess I want to know who had the toughest first month last year that saved their seasons. There's got to be an easy way to look that up. Um, We'll figure it out. Maybe that's a talking baseball episode. We'll see. That is kind of the baseball for now. Um, We will... We will be talking about that a lot come about 45 minutes from now. 12.30. Trevor talking about my ploof juice. Yeah. Thought I need to let it loose. BBD, the world of basketball. Your association. Milwaukee leads uh, the Celtics two games to one. Uh, a little bit of controversy at the end of that one. Marcus Smart goes up for a three-point shot, pretty much. I understand arguments both ways, but let's be honest. If what Marcus Smart did for your team, you'd be screaming, that's three shots. Uh, they make it two. He has kind of a successful, unsuccessful miss free throw. Horford tips it in right after the buzzer. Milwaukee goes up two games to one. They're going back to Milwaukee. Giannis, Greek Freak is a great nickname. Yeah. Pretty true. In an era of not that many great nicknames, he's got a good one. The Greek Freak. Yeah, we overlooked that one. That's pretty good. Um, Golden State. And these are the two teams that play tonight. If you're looking for some action, Celtics-Bucks is the early game. Grizzlies-Golden State Warriors, they are the late night tonight. Uh, John Morant is out, I believe, and that was that was a big part of the conversation. Oh, it's changed to likely out. Really good chance Ja doesn't play a game four. I'll say this, I don't think he should play. I, I, <laughs> medical professional Jake here. I don't think he should play. Um, no, the Grizzlies this year, when John Morant did not play, had a really good record. Now, there's some regular season NBA BS, and I'm sure you could butter knife those numbers. Um, A, it looked like John Morant was pretty banged up, and he looked a little bit like a 22-year-old NBA star on social media when he, he tweeted out, what did he tweet out, broke the rules, 
or he he quoted Steve Kerr. The code broke the code. Um, which again, that's you know in hindsight. Uh, if you're someone out there that thought that foul was malicious, um, I I don't think I can help you. I've seen a lot of malicious fouls, and I think Jordan Poole is just playing defense and banged his knee. Oh, yeah, and John Morant got hurt a couple plays before that. So uh, that conversation got loud for a minute and then was out. It's a bummer Morant's hurt. Um, Interested to see if he tries to play tonight. That would be crazy and kind of must watch. Even if he doesn't, uh, this, this Grizzlies team is a team. Um, and they kind of pride themselves on that. And again, they they played really well in the regular season without Morant. Would kind of love to see them take on Golden State. And if they could give them a scare, play them tight, uh, or even sneak out a win without Ja, I think that sounds dumb. Change the course of the series. Because um, then it's kind of like, wow, like these dudes are real. Like they beat us without Ja Morant, who looks like the future of the league. So... We'll see what goes on there. I I do think it's kind of going with my script of Golden State ends up bullying Memphis a little bit over the series and John Morant comes back in beast mode next year. MJ hitting the gym after the Bad Boys Pistons. Seems like all that recipe is in the soup right now. Uh, We'll see if it comes to fruition, tradition. The other two storylines... A couple series that were looking like potential duds. Luka's Mavericks have tied up the series with the Phoenix Suns and, you know, everything lining up Suns, Golden State, yada, yada, yada. People like me in our handsome suits saying that. Mavericks. Luca, there was some controversy in this game. Chris Paul getting some ticky-tack fouls. He ends up fouling out of this game. There was also, um, he was out there with like one second left in the third period, and he picked up a rebounding foul, which is, you're not supposed to have your star player out there in that situation for things like that. Um, good for Luca and the Mavs. Uh, again, we, we talked about it. Luca, the Tatums. John Morant, that that second tier of NBA player, everyone's always looking for them to make the jump to the next level. Um, hey, shout out Dorian Finney-Smith with a big game for your Mavericks. Love that, happy for him. Uh, Devin Booker, a casual 35. That guy. Seven assists along the way. That guy, man. Guess he's underrated. What do you do with Booker? It just seems like he's always been a bucket. I was, um, and now it's in big games. Uh, one uh, last week when we talked about the Suns a little bit, I think I mentioned. I forget if I gave the full shout out, but I was listening to to our friends at Nick's Film School. There was mm. The debate that has that's had me thinking about Booker for a while. It's like, is Devin Booker a superstar? People have different definitions of what that means. Right. Booker's in just like a weird spot. Because like. Not necessarily best player on his team. Not like a top five guy. Yeah. But like efficient, does it at all like levels. Tries, like he gives a a very valid effort on defense. 
He's putting up he's a guy you'd want. He's putting up monster numbers in important playoff games. They he's went to the a final couple playoff year. runs now. He he's just unfortunately he's feeling kind of the wrath of the other side of the Chris Paul effect, which everyone gives credit to Chris Paul for making that team better, including Booker, Aiton. Um, they yeah, hey Suns, go out and do your thing. Prove why you were a sixty-four win team this year. Maybe get to the finals again. Maybe win the finals. Um, and Devin Booker will get a new level of respect. And then it'll be, if they do that, then Devin Booker will have to do something kind of on his own or Chris Paul would still be on the Suns but kind of fall off or something like that. Um, but, yeah, he's kind of in a weird show hole. Remember yeah. those commercials? <laughs> so you're in a show hole. Might Google those in a little bit. Um, meanwhile, good for Luke and the Mavs. They win a couple games. I, I still think the Suns are going to, turn it on and, and go. Uh, but they get two games in the series, which I, I don't know if that was guaranteed coming into it. Um, and then on the other side, the 76ers, which <laughs> I think there's an argument to be made that if things are working and clicking, I think the Sixers could be the scariest team on the east side of the bracket right now. Um, James Harden puts together a big game. Um Again, like I, I know in a couple of the big ones he's kind of floundered, floundered, but everything else, like they almost took down Golden State, and he he puts up thirty one nine and seven, um, efficient when you put in the free throws. Joel Embiid, again, I should have mentioned him. I did last time, but that Tatum Morant tier, like he's he's that guy too. Uh, he thinks he's a tier above that. He thinks he's uh, Joker, you know, Giannis tier. Uh, and he might be. And he might be. Danny Green making playoff threes. Seen that a thousand times by now. And then the Tyrese Maxey breakout. 18 points in this game. Efficient. Um, he feels like a missing piece that the Sixers haven't had. And that, that becomes kind of the whole Tobias Harris conversation. Do you like Tobias Harris as a three? Do you like him as a four? I think I really do. Um, and I think Maxie's kind of become the third wheel there with Danny Green just playing defense and sitting in a corner making open shots. So they have a formula. I think they scare people more than the Miami Heat. I know that's rude to the Heat. Jimmy Butler, by the way, 13 for 20, 40 points. Uh, Paxton was telling me this at the game yesterday, but I think he replied to Joel Embiid's Insta or tweet, and it was just like, what do you say? He laughed at him, basically. I'll find it. If you could find that, that'd be great. I, I guess that's what's got to be scary for the Heat. In this game, Butler and Adebayo both had crazy games. Um, Everyone else kind of wasn't there. Um, So I don't know. I, I think name-wise, if the Sixers click, which, hey, it's that time of year, right? Where we talk about teams clicking and figuring it out. If they're doing it, I they're kind of the team I'd least like to play. Milwaukee deserves a little more respect, but no Middleton. The Heat probably deserve more respect, but that's kind of the whole conversation about names and everything. So the Heat are sickos, by the way. Max Struess played 30 minutes for them. The 26-year-old guard from DePaul. 
They have a system that works down there. I'll say that. Um, so, yeah. they uh, Both those series are tied up at two, which, again, both those series could have gotten hand easily and we could have called hard and fat and you would have said Embiid got hurt and blah, blah, blah. Instead, we've got a couple good series on our hands. 76ers Heat, they play Tuesday night. Same with Mavs Suns. They're the late game. I told you. Golden State Grizz, late game tonight. Celts Bucks. Chalking up to be pretty good series. Uh, I'd say the if Bucks and Warriors win tonight, in my head coming into these series, those were the two that I thought could get like five gamers. Um, but I, I show a little too much not respect for the Celtics just because that's how my brain's wired, if I'm being honest. Um, and I was like Harden and Bede. I think I, I think I originally dreamed on here of a Lillard and Bede team, but Harden and Bede, not the prettiest watch sometimes, but it's a really good big and that's a really good scoring guard. Matisse Tybel. Um, that's the sports, more or less, leading us to the comment of the day. Um, Bakers, I ask you guys to bake. Oh, what was that? Bake the algorithm means leave a, leave a comment. Uh, talk about your sports world a little bit. Holy smokes, we got some good ones. Um, man. How about this? Snarly Charlie. <laughs> Actually, no, I'll do this first. Curtis Bradley said, saw you like to post of Wandale Robinson highlight the other day. Felt like my two sports worlds were colliding. Yeah, I like the highlight. I think he was running loose. I think it was a Talking Giants post. So, um... <laughs> And I also told my goalkeeping story, and Evan Martin said, God, that was riveting. I wish there was some footage of that. Me too. I came right before the time of iPhones and like just video recording everything that a lot of my sports highlights and lowlights are off tape. It's like right before it's like there's always a chance someone got that. Yeah, like that was, you know, I I was I was talking about it the other day. I I broadcast a couple of the old high school sporting events, but it was like a whole thing. Like we were setting up like real cameras and like streaming to TV, which was nuts that they even let us do that, but um, yeah, just to like record a video or just before that, which is fine. Um, I'll bust out some more stories. You've got stories. As we go. I've got stories. Last name's Storielli. Meanwhile, Snarly Charlie left a full one here, so let's just dive into it. I've got stuff. Completely unrelated to anything discussed, but I'm curious what your opinion is on MLB's blackout rules. Personally, I feel like it's one of the biggest things holding back pace for how popular it is. MLB is experimenting with these new rules to increase pace play along with other things to try to appeal to a young casual fan. MLB is trying to check and you can't watch them because of blackout. What kind of incentive is that to stay interested? It just seems like MLB shooting themselves, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, if you disagree, feel free to roast me. Um, <laughs> simple answer is yes. Um, Anything at this point of technology and watching stuff, you should be able to do it instantly. That's how our generation is wired. If, if I go to watch something and I can't do it, I say, okay, and I watch something else. That's how the whole <laughs> generation is wired. That being said, 
it's that's the easy answer because there's so much money in the local TV deals that that's kind of how we got here, and it's actually funding the sport of baseball in a way that players are getting more money and, and the sport is doing well. So there has to be a solution. I just don't know what it is. Because um, you're right. I mean, baseball needs to get more eyes on the sport. But if you start taking money away from those TV contracts, that's the world just doesn't spin well that, that way. That is the single biggest way money comes in, I think. The thing that's getting really tricky is, you know, they're starting to do these spinoff stuff uh, between uh, Peacock. They had their first game this weekend. Red Sox, White Sox are going to start doing a Sunday brunch game, which I actually love. I think players are going to hate. Um, Apple TV is doing Friday nights. Um, but again, now you're asking people to get Amazon Amazon is doing, are they just doing Yankees? Are they doing any other teams? There's probably other (laughs) teams, but, uh, the Yankees, I think are pretty regularly on there. The one we know. Yeah. I mean, they're doing like a lot of Friday games, I think. So it's like, if I think it's like, if the Yankees are on a Friday, it's on Amazon. Something it's, it might be like that frequent. The heads above me have to figure it out because it is a huge problem and there just needs to be a way that if you want to watch a game, you can without... I guess the part I don't understand with the TV deals, if you get the MLB package, you should be able to watch every game. Like, that should be end of conversation. I got the MLB package. I can watch every game. Like, if you need to upcharge, and if someone in a local area, or not even upcharge the people, well, I guess you're upcharging the people, but if the total price is more expensive, and I guess if you watch TV in that region, part of your individual MLB TV goes to the to that, to the contract or whatever it is, I don't know. There, there has to be... Like a way, like if like if you have to like sign in to, I guess the whole point is you don't want to have to buy cable, but if you have to like sign into your cable provider, so at least it like works on there. If yeah, if you're paying for MLB TV and cable anyway, if you buy the MLB package, you have to be able to watch every game. That's kind of where, where it's got. That's where my statement will land. And however you figure out the rest, figure out the rest. But that's kind of gotta be there. A foolish did a video uh, a few weeks ago. I'm like, hey, this is like the baseline. If I want to watch it, my team play every game they're going to play, how much it's going to cost. Just laying out all the different subscriptions you need. Lay that out. Like, there has to be a version where you tell people, you have you pay this and you can watch every that team play every game. I don't know what the number is. I, it shouldn't be ridiculous. Shouldn't it start with a five? It shouldn't start with a four. It shouldn't start with a three. There's probably conversations you get into the twos. Because, I mean, 162 games, you know, comes out to less a, less than a dollar per game. I don't know. But you're right. I mean, it's a problem. People need to fully access the sport. Um, and, you know, I think teams are now collecting money from Amazon, Peacock, Apple, that's more money in the pot, but are you making it tougher to access? Part of me likes that they're messing around with broadcasts and stuff. People have been liking the Apple technology, and that's good. 
that adds to the broadcast. That adds to the product value. Like it's pretty, it's pretty simple. You add better and improved camera angles, people are gonna like that because you're here to watch it. <laughs> Guess other part of it, and I, and again, I get it. Like the, that's what the cable companies or or these streaming services are paying for in the exclusivity of it, but also like having it be the only option for people. Grammy likes if you turn a baseball game right. on for Apple TV isn't happening. No. I mean, Amazon's look, not happening. Half lumped me with granny there. We're being completely honest. I was happy. I was going to the game yesterday and that the first one was on Amazon. And I was like, whoo, I don't got to sort. That I don't have out. to log in or I told you guys my living room TV. It's a, it's a Roku TV. It's just a weird glitch. You can Google it. You literally can't. Download the Amazon app on that TV. So we do, I think in our bedroom, we have, we have that. Working in the but then, and then am I watching a whole game in bed? I'm just fucking Willy Wonka's grandpa. So I don't know. I don't know. You're messing. Baseball is kind of about routine on and off the field. Hmm. And maybe <laughs> the fans, the owners and teams, regular starting lineup, stuff like that. I think baseball has that. I think baseball has that. At least uh, Amazon, I think, if, you, if you're if you like an MLB TV watch, I think it's been working on there. Like it's not like I believe so, too. It's not like the YouTube games where they just like link you to YouTube. So maybe they, At need, least that's maybe they need to figure it if out, you're out from, of that, market anyway. from that model. Uh, either way, thank you guys for leaving comment and review. Sorry this episode kind of got split. There might be two YouTube videos. I don't know. Um, Thank you, guys. Uh, sub. Sub to the pod. Sub to the podcast app, actually. I think that's more important. We were talking about that the other day. Either way, thank you, guys. Bake the algorithm. Click like. Share with a friend. Leave a comment. You guys are the best. We'll end it with our... Uh, I almost said standout performance. Bro of the night. Similar. Similar. Um, there's a lot of options. I'm just going to give it to the horse. Uh, Rich Strike, 80-1, to one, second biggest long shot to ever win the Kentucky Derby. Horse wasn't in the race until, like, day or day or two before. Um, you love seeing genuine stuff. Like, the, the people whose horse won, they were kind of... Every question they were answering, like, did you think this horse could win? And they were like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then the next statement, they'd be like, yeah, I had to pinch myself to make sure it's real. So... Did you think your horse was going to win? Or did you have to pinch yourself and tell yourself it's real? Uh, you had to pinch yourself and tell yourself it's real because it was 80 to 1. Those are crazy numbers. You know, if anyone saw the Superfecta or whatever it is, if you pick the top four horses in order, which again, the odds payouts on those are pretty crazy to pick the top four horses in order. It's pretty tough. Uh, but it was $1 to win over 300 k so, man, could you imagine just being dumb enough to enter the right numbers? We had a really good group chat conversation about, like, if there was a good... we People talk about going back in time for a sports bet and winning it and being like, ah, oh, I won that sports bet. Now I'm rich. That would have been a really good one. But we also landed at that if you bet any real amount of money, you probably get killed by the mob. Because, some quick math for you, if you had bet $10, $10, and got that superfecta thing, 
That would have been three mil. Hmm. Does that get you killed or not? I don't know. I don't know how much the racetrack normally wins or loses. Does the mob or the track come after you? Three million? I don't know. Maybe they just make it a beautiful story and you're good and make sure it never happens again. So let's think about this. Math guy. If you bet $100, not a crazy amount at a horse track. It is on a superfecta, but 30 mil. That number. I don't know if you get that money. I think things get creative and probably in a bad way for you. I think you get... You end up worse off. I think you get $30 million cement bricks to your feet. And you're just gone. So, bro, the night goes to the horse. Uh, the owner's rich strike. The guy riding the horse was cool. Horse tried eating another horse at the end of the race. Everyone's going PEDs because, I mean, cycling and horses, like, they're usually to be found there. Uh, but kind of fun. Everyone likes a long shot. Um, good for Rich Strike. Big Kentucky Derby pod. BBD. This guy, I mean, he's gotten some credit recently from us, but want to give him another shout out. Dude, Manny Machado? Yeah. So good. Like, he's not getting heralded nearly enough. He got his pedal last week, but it was yeah. a decision. And, and, of course, it's been now a week of May. But, hey, dude, he leads in a lot of categories. He leads in hits. He's got, like, five more hits than the next guy. He leads in runs scored. Batting average, OBP, OPS, total bases, times on base, a stat. I'm digging in, like, the, the bowels of baseball reference. Runs created, don't know how it happens, but the gap between him and number two is the same as number two and number ten, mm. which is always, a, I like to frame stats that way. He's got six more than... Jose Ramirez in second. He has 34 runs created in 30 games or whatever. Feels like a lot of runs to create. The Padres are off to a very good start to their season. And with Tatis out, hard not to think Machado's a big, big, big reason for that. He's probably NL MVP. First month MVP. Um, We get so caught up in our... In our own baseball teams, we're so endeared to our own players, and that's fine. That's good. That's a good thing about the sport. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals fans were so blown away that Nolan Arenado didn't get the pedal from us, the the exclusive John Boy Media, all JM team pedal. And uh, yeah, man, Nolan was awesome. Nolan was awesome. He's badass. But Machado was just a little bit better, and that's the whole point. Um. And I saw someone as trash talk home Nolan Arenado, and I was like, "Whoa, that's pretty good." Gonna use that if I'm ever mad at him. So yeah, know that your players are really good, but there's usually a couple other good players around the league. It's kind of how it works. Um, and yeah, what Manny Machado is doing is special and shouldn't be overlooked, uh, especially Tatis out. Man, if their season unraveled, no one would have flinched. Again, I, I do think their starting pitching is a little underrated, and that would have that carries you. But they could have been a twelve and sixteen, and nobody would have been like, huh? We would have said, oh, well, Tatis is out. They lost some series. Division's really yeah. good. Try to have a good May make up for it. All right, King Babes. I think we wrap it up. Uh, talking Giants. I think they wrapped up all their draft content. Talking football over there. 
Uh, JJTV, 50-minute GeoGuessr, I believe, drops today. Mm. NASA Sailor Sendoff. Talking baseball in a minute. Chris Rose Rotation, I believe Glass now is back. Excited for that. Talking Yanks. We're, today's Rose Rotation is Wayno. It's Wayno. That's right. That's right. So a couple Rose Rotations. They're back to twice a week. Talking Yanks. We're going live at like 5 p.m. Series recap. That's different. Yeah. Arm to fame, all of it, compound and half hot. We will see you guys back here Wednesday. Maybe guess we'll see. Sports. Andy. Andy. Love. <laughs>